0: whiskey and risk a j crew podcast where we talk about all things risky while drinking a little bit of whiskey i'm max and i'm jackson let's get into it cheers hi everyone welcome to the first episode of whiskey and risk i'm your host max katzbeck Along with Jackson Doyle. The reason we want to do this podcast is in our own experience looking for podcasts in the insurance and risk management industry, we find that a lot of them are very boring. We want to give this a fun twist with various topics related to, like I said, risk management, insurance topics, general sales topics. And we also want to keep the length of the podcast shorter. So the whole concept of whiskey and risk is we want to keep the podcast to the length that it takes for us to drink a glass of burr or whiskey, and we'll switch it up every week. But let me give you over to Jackson and have him give you a little bit of background about himself, and we'll just start there. Like
1: Max said, my name is Jackson Doyle, also a producer. Started in May of last year. Still a newbie here, still a baby in the industry, but learning very quickly as things move very fast in this industry. Picking everything up as I go. I mean, it's been a hell of a ride so far, and I've just had a ton of fun learning a lot. But I guess I'll just pass it back over to you, Max, kind of a on what you do, since you're kind of an old man in this industry. Yeah, now. but yeah,
0: old man. Been here for going on seven years. Primarily focus on working with companies in the Chicagoland area with their property casualty insurance. I've been kind of exposed to a bunch of different areas in risk management and insurance. So there's been times where I've sold life insurance for clients. There's been times where I've worked with groups on their employee benefits, their group health insurance. But really my primary focus is property casualty, so commercial business owners insurance for middle market companies. Yeah, you just do it all. I do a little bit of everything, yeah. (laughs) And that's been kind of the benefit of working here, which is What I like is I'm able to do a little bit of everything. And first episode is a good time to just describe how we even got to this position. How did we find Jay Krug? What was our experience going through the interview process as aspiring business people and not really knowing what we wanted to do in life? So Jackson, you want to tell me a little bit about your process and how you found Jay Krug? It is kind of crazy how it all happened. Like my first interview with Jeff, Tom and Logan
1: was the day I sent my resume in to Lisa. Was that quick? Well, because there was a virtual job fair for Illinois State that night. So I sent it to Lisa and Jeff emailed me back and said, hey, just got your resume. We're going to be at Illinois State's virtual career fair. Here's the Zoom link. Jump in and we'd love to meet you. Okay. I was in my apartment room. How nervous were you? I was super nervous. (laughs) But I was in my apartment room. I had sticky notes through the hallway to come into my room for people not to come and shh. Yeah. And I put a suit coat on, button-up shirt, had shorts on, (laughs) sat at my desk in my apartment. And I got on there and I was like, I'm not nervous. I'm good. And then I clicked in and they're in this conference room. I can tell I'm on the TV. And it's all three (laughs) of them looking up at the screen. And I'm like... Oh, god! And you started getting the pities. Oh, I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't even in front of him and I'm sitting up. Yeah. But it was good. And then I knew everything with COVID going on that I was like, oh, yeah, we'll do Zoom again because they were like, we want to talk more. And Jeff was like, well, you could just come in if you're comfortable with that way better because then I got to come in got to see the office. Yeah. meet I remember people that Yeah. And then the rest was history.
0: Yeah. Because then once I came and once I met them, it was good. Well, with COVID, that's so much different than anybody else's experience. That's kind of unique. And it was wild. Yeah. It was wild because
1: most of my friend group our internships got canceled. Yeah. And so that was really stressful because experience is huge. Mm -hmm. And especially for your first job, didn't have it. Had nothing for insurance, no sales background. I worked blue collar jobs in high school and
0: college for Village and then utility locator. So had nothing. But it worked out, it was
1: good. Yours was a lot more
0: structured than mine was. Mine was literally just looking for a summertime job to make some money. I was, you know, at ISU, finance major, knew I wanted to do business, had no idea what exactly I wanted to do. I had interned, just like pretty much cold calling for another brokerage a year before. So I put that on my resume, but I saw like a post on I. Issues business website, and I grew up in Mount Prospect, and Jake was in Mount Prospect yeah. at the time, and it was like right by the baseball fields that I grew up playing little league at. So I was like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Business, ISU. Okay, let's see. I, I'm kind of just need to make some money this summer, so I think I reached out to Tom and was like hey, you know, my name's Max. I'm from Mount Prospect. ISU business major. I was just wondering if that internship position is still open. Would love an opportunity to come in this summer. And and he came back to me initially and was like, no, sorry, we filled this role, but send me your resume. I'll keep it on file in case anything changes in the future. So it was like, okay, here's my resume. Let me know if any of my qualifications fit any of your future <laughs> yeah. needs. Like, Just kind of like pretty smooth. Okay? Right. <laughs> Especially for like a 19-year-old Yeah, that had no idea what he's doing. That extra push right there. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I see uh, on your resume that you worked for this other brokerage the year before. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? And I just went ballistic. I just sent this like five paragraph email to him. I still have it hanging up at my parents' house. Here is what email. I did every single day yeah. of the summer. I was doing. Yeah, and I just killed the email, really long one. And he just responded, "Okay, when can you come in for an interview?" <laughs> and I mean, the rest is history. Then I just interned for that summer, and I really liked it because we were a smaller firm and feeling like my voice was heard Mm -hmm. and, you know, just recognizing the opportunity of where we were at that time and with Tom taking over and the younger energy coming in and where we could be in five, 10 years. It was just really cool. And I got exposed to, you know, all sides of the business and intern that summer, they invited me back winter break. So I made a little bit of money winter break, doing the same thing, just kind of assisting with the new business. The next summer I came back as another internship and got to go on like networking events with Tom. I just turned 21, so I'm going downtown Chicago on these yachts at these big networking events and drinking some Makers on the Rocks. Never had Makers before. (laughs) Just being super hungover the next day, I remember that, but just, you know, kind of feeling like a baller in my suit downtown, meeting with all these business owners, and it was an awesome experience. So after that, finished up at ISU. I was offered a position here on the commercialized team as a producer and right into sales. So I graduated on a Saturday, and I was here making money on Monday so love that I mean yeah I love mean, that you never know really where it's going to take you and I had no idea that I was going to get into insurance my previous job in the insurance industry was really just smile and dial for other producers and got a lot more responsibility at J. Krug and the ability to kind of take my career in any direction I wanted to and I really liked that and looking back at it I think it was a great decision you know seeing where we're at now we've yeah. moved offices got all these younger producers in we're growing organically really well so Yeah. I think it was the right decision. I agree. I mean, I interviewed with three companies
1: during March of my senior year, and I hadn't heard back from the other two because my final interview was on a Tuesday. I came for lunch, and I—or no, I came on that Thursday, but I had an interview on that Tuesday, and I had had an interview, I think, on the Friday on the phone. Was a final like phone interview, and for sales positions, not an insurance, but two sales positions. And then I had lunch with Jeff, Tom, and Logan. At that's when I met all of you guys. Went for lunch, drove back to school, and four hours after that, I got a call and was like, "We'd love to have you." You know, we talked. No need to wait. We just want to offer you. And I didn't even wait to hear from the other offer. I just, <laughs> I told, like I told Jeff, I'm like, "Yep, good, great." Uh, send over whatever. I'm, I'm good to go. And it was like a pause on the phone because I think it was like the easiest sell of his career. But it's yeah, just, and really? he just wanted to offer you, and I was like, Yep, good. But I don't need to because they knew I had I had applied at two other places and interviewed, and it was almost like I think he expected to be like, I'm gonna wait for these, and I will be in touch. And yeah, I was just like, No, great, can't wait and then I hung that up and then I told my friends and I was like yeah I accepted and they were like you accepted your interview was there? I'm like
0: yeah I called accepted done I started in May yeah and it was great yeah I think it's, it's cool especially you know in that position I'm sure you're interviewing with Big companies with small companies, mm. you know, middle sized companies. And it is interesting to hear where people go. And I think each one has their pros and cons. The thing that drew me to J. Crew was being not small, but on the smaller side, no Fortune 500 or anything like yeah. that. Where you're just a number, there's so many levels of management. The fact that if I had a question, walk into Tom Krug's office and ask him a question or go on a networking event with him was something that I knew I wouldn't get other places. And having that more responsibility and more flexibility to do different tasks and learn different areas of the business is something that I wouldn't be able to get at a larger company. So that's something that drew me to Jay Krug. And I mean, I'm sure there's pros and cons for any way you go, but. Did you kind of experience that too when you were going through the interview process?
1: Pretty much. I tell people I had three interviews because I had the one that was just a Zoom of the career fair where I was maybe on the TV here for four minutes, Mm -hmm. less than five minutes I was on there. Just intro. They were looking at my resume. Would you want to come in for an interview? Yeah. And then I had a phone call with Jeff a week after that, before I came in for my interview, which was just wanting to get to know me. We talked to Zero about insurance, yeah. talked nothing about the position. He wanted to know my hobbies how school was going, what I'm into, do I golf? We just talked for an hour, which was super cool to me. He let me know the position that I was applying for, that he was the director of the commercial line. So it was a preview to what I gained the understanding of in the interview. So that call went great. I came in for the interview, met with all of them one-on-one. We kind of just talked each of their pockets of the firm and how each division is spread out. And I accepted the job day of for two reasons. And it was actually what Tom... Said Number one was that the people that we hire, we don't view them as employees. We view them as partners because when you grow organically, that's what we want you to become. And I loved yeah. it. He left the room in the conference room. I just sat there for a second. I was just like, that's what I want. Yeah, and then, 100%. Number two was when I was talking to Jeff in my interview with him, or it might have been at lunch when we went to lunch the next time, but he said that you'll never be in a position alone. He was like, it's an open door policy. We take our wins and losses as a team and we will do whatever it takes as a group to get something over the finish line or to help somebody exceed and excel, and grow, and that's what I wanted. That's what I didn't yeah. want out of, like, a larger, huge company was just feeling like a number.
0: Right. 100%. Just
1: cubicle number 900 over there. You report to this person, you do this small task. Right. And you just crank it all day doing the same thing. That's right. I didn't want that. I wanted people, like, you come in the office, I want to know other people that I work Kinda with. like a family, yeah. That's right. And yeah. so those were the two things that I was like, if I get it offered, then I mean, it's over. Yeah.
0: And how about that call with Jeff when you were, what was that your first or second time talking to Jeff and you didn't even talk about the job role? I mean, you talked about the job role, but you didn't really go into insurance. He was just asking about you, wanting to learn more about you, just a very casual conversation. I think that's interesting because it kind of goes back to what we do as producers, connecting with business owners. And on the sales side, nobody wants to work with somebody that just cares about the numbers Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. you want to build that relationship and I think that's something that's unique about our firm too is with our clients just building that long-term relationship and a lot of times when you meet people at networking events or you go golfing or you you Mm -hmm. meet a client for lunch a lot of times obviously there's business to talk about but I think you really build those relationships when you care about your clients you care about your peers and you just have organic conversations and people do business with people they like and that kind of sounds like similar to that intro conversation you had with Jeff that might have been different than other places that you interviewed at. Yeah no I think
1: so I think it showed that they all like here you just care as much about the person how they would interact with everybody around as much or if not more as their capabilities of the position Mm because You could teach a skill and what you want somebody to do and perform in the job, but it's hard to break habits of just not fitting in with the people that you work with. You don't want to mess up the environment, the team chemistry, how things are going. And I think it's the same, like you said, with clients is you want somebody who's a really good company. Right. You know, they are safe. They're taking the proper precautions. It's a good environment, but you also want somebody that communicates with you and you build that
0: relationship. Honest with you long-term, not just about the bottom cheapest insurance Mm -hmm. someone that you want to do business with and you'll go out of your way to do whatever they need and build that long term relationship and I'd rather have a smaller client that I can have a a great relationship than a larger client that is with me for a year that is just the relationship's not there and it's all about a numbers game and they're going to leave you in a year and I think obviously for us building that relationship with our clients people want to do business with people they like with that being said you do have to have the knowledge and the skill set and be good at your job but like you said that's a skill that's knowledge that's learned over time Mm -hmm. and as long as you take your craft seriously I think that can be taught but the relationship factor and just being a good person that's something that you can't teach so yeah. I mean I think that's something that our company does really well is looking at that aspect and then giving them the tools or giving our younger producers the tools to grow into that role learn the knowledge, learn from the more seasoned producers, work together with them and obviously we're bringing a good product to the table but at the end of the day we have good people in the positions mm-hmm. too. So. Yeah, All right. There's a lot that relates to clients as it does
1: us here. You want to be brought in and hire people that see it As the long-term fit. They want to grow as we grow organically. You're here to continue to grow as a partner in the firm. Mm -hmm. And you don't onboard a client or work with somebody to just win the account for a year. Right. At the end of the day, it's a partnership who you want to refer them business. You want them to refer you business because it's a partnership. Like mm-hmm. Year after year, you want them to know and be assured that you have their back. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you want that assurance that when other people are calling on them, hey, I got a guy. He takes really good care of me. We have a really good relationship. And thanks for calling. But yeah. I'm good. I'm well taken I'm care good. of. And yeah. that That's the goal. Just as like us, if you have another job opportunity to come at you and they're like, Hey, this, this, and this. And you're like... We get
0: recruiters all the time on LinkedIn. I mean, it's constant. And it's it's not a numbers thing. It's more of a culture thing. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship thing. You know, obviously, you can move to another job and make more money right away. But long-term, how does that look? What can it become long-term? Like you said, partner. That's right. Here. I mean, you might... Get a bigger salary somewhere else, but, you know, are you going to like it? Are you going to enjoy the people you work with? Do you have the ability to grow organically within that company? Yep. It's an interesting point to compare that to, you know, the interview process. Yeah. Well, damn, that bourbon was good. Thanks for tuning in. You know, obviously we like putting on this podcast. Absolutely. And I'm about done with my bourbon. It looks like Jackson's about done with his. So, Jackson, anything you want to say before we sign off here?
1: Last thing that I'll say, and I'll leave it with you guys, is that this won't be the last you hear of us. Look forward to educating, describing different things in the industry in an entertaining way.
0: And before we go, I just want to just throw it out there. If you liked what you heard, we got more coming for you. So like, subscribe, and we'll talk to you soon. Signing off.